guys, it's Janice. If you love this podcast and you've gotten great value and maybe a bit of entertainment out of past episodes, please consider a donation in support of both my podcast fees and my coffee habit. There's no obligation. Just click the link below and thanks so much for your support. Now on to today's episode. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, and welcome to this episode of Connections, Coffee, and Confidence with me, Janice Fogarty. In this episode, I have an interview with Brandy Whalen. She is the co-founder of Kitcaster, a podcast agency, and a self-proclaimed facilitator of meaningful conversations. She's a lover of new challenges and opportunities, and she's just an absolutely lovely person to chat with. I love talking to Brandy because, well, amongst a heap of other things we have in common, we both have a background in PR and we now both work in podcasting. Brandy is an expert in using podcasts to market your business and has a lot of insights on how podcasts are changing and impacting the business world. Now listen, heads up going in, my audio is a bit wonky, so I apologize. Fortunately, you don't miss any of Brandy's wisdom. So on to today's episode. Hi. I'm Janice Fogarty, and I'm a communications strategist and consultant. The Connections Coffee Confidence Podcast is for professional women entrepreneurs who have established themselves and their business, and they're ready to get serious about using the power of communication to surpass their business goals. On this podcast, I discuss everything from leadership to establishing a business vision to the intricacies of creating messaging, publicity, and more. I speak to women who excel in communications in their business, whatever they do, and get an inside look at how they created a thriving livelihood. So top up your mug and welcome to this week's episode. Brandy, thank you so much for joining us today. I'm really looking forward to having a chat all about podcasting and Kitcaster, but can you just take a second and give us an introduction in your own words to who you are, what you're doing, where you're from? Absolutely. Well, first of all, thanks for having me. This is great. I'm really excited for this conversation. So I come from uh, the world of public relations and working with mostly B2B companies, worked a lot in the construction space, actually, and um, also financial services. So working in that capacity and working with my clients to give them the full PR experience and adding podcasts into various campaigns and then listening to the feedback from my clients after they recorded an interview and how much fun they had 
was what really inspired me to look at ways to do more of that and less of the traditional PR, which would be publications, you know, different, um, different news sources that were just more traditional. So I teamed up with a local podcast host here and, uh, he also ran a marketing firm and we launched Kitcaster, a podcast booking agency about two years ago. Is that all? And you yeah. know what? I suppose like really podcasting has only even started to become mainstream like two years ago. I don't, I feel like it's been, it's been around forever. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I think that the last couple of years podcasts have really gained in popularity and we saw that as an opportunity. And it's something that I, I don't think at the time when we first started, people were really considering as a kind of a PR strategy, mm-hmm. but are now seeing, especially in a time where we're not going to events, yeah. we're not doing a lot of public speaking. So how do you get your voice heard? And exactly. podcasts have really kind of stepped into that position. Do you find that small to medium-sized businesses are seeing the value of a podcast or do you find it's more um, larger businesses that would be more um, accustomed to working with PR? Is there, do you find your, your business base skews one way or the other? Yeah, that's a, that's interesting. No, um, we, it it covers all the whole spectrum. We have solopreneurs. We have uh, folks who are just, just starting, maybe just got their first round of funding. And we have enterprise companies that want to see their whole C-suite executive team on podcasts and, and using it for, I would say different reasons. A lot of the enterprise companies we're seeing for recruiting, or maybe they have a an internal interest. Maybe they're doing some um, philanthropy that they want to to highlight and talk about on podcasts. So, thinking about it from more of a perception standpoint and things, different efforts that they're doing internally and trying to get some acknowledgement for it. So it's it's interesting to see how people leverage and use podcast interviews for brand building and, and personal brand building. And do you find that you need to do some client education on the opportunities available or are they coming and they are like, they know what they're doing, they know what they want? Both. Yeah. So we do, we do have clients that come with some, some ideas of, of what direction they would like their campaign to go and what podcasts they think would be best for them to be on. And a lot of times we have to level set some expectations and also thinking about what their goals are. And, you know, I think a lot of people come into the conversation with some preconceived ideas and then thinking about, well, what do you, what, what do you want from this? What is the outcome that you want to see? And that's how we're going to form your campaign. And if that's to get in front of a particular clientele, like maybe you're, maybe you're switching focus. Maybe you've always, always focused in on manufacturing as your, as your core customer base, but now you want to move into healthcare. So how do we get in front of those, those folks? So just kind of thinking about it from starting with what is your goal and then, and then working backwards from there. There is a lot of education. 
I can imagine that in, in some circumstances there would be. I see so much potential, you know, it, both in podcasting as a tool and podcasting as a, an organizational tool. I just, I love it. I think, I think it's an excellent opportunity and I'm so excited to actually be able to chat about it with somebody else. This is, this is great. Right up my street. Um, <laughs> what do you think are the strengths of using podcasting as a, as a brand tool? Yeah. So there's a lot of different ways that you can go with this. One of which is that we all know that content is king and not everyone can write or enjoys writing. And a lot of us just want to talk. So, you know, instead of forcing someone to write blog, blog content, write an article, why not let them use the tool that they enjoy doing and that could be talking. So I find that a lot of um, it's, you know, it just is a lot easier for someone to create content when they're forced to do so. And then also what a great way to repurpose content. So taking a podcast episode, can you pull out some of those, those juicy nuggets of the interview and turn it into an audiogram, posting it on your social streams, turning it into a blog post, transcribing it, lots of different ways to, to use the, the interviews to spread it across um, different channels. Absolutely. Yeah. I say too, uh, you know, especially if you have maybe a, a business in, in the B2B world, and let's say that your sales cycles are long and there is a lot of customer education that needs to take place up front, going on a podcast that let's say it's an AI podcast, you have an, a artificial intelligence product and you get to explain the technology on a podcast and you can reference that if you're having a conversation with a prospective client, a prospective lead and referencing that podcast episode. So they have a really good understanding of your technology. So they come to the conversation prepared or at least with a, a baseline knowledge. Gives you a huge advantage. Absolutely. And I find that um, being able to point back to a podcast also provides a layer of credibility because there's always a certain level of credibility attached to publicity. Yes. And, and it's just ready-made. Absolutely. And if you can get in a conversation with somebody who speaks your language, especially if that language is technical. Yeah. How great. What a great way to have almost like an explainer video, explainer audio, of what exactly you do and how you do it. Fantastic. And what does Kitcaster look for when it chooses a podcast for its, its clients? Yeah. So a couple different, uh, we look for a variety of different things. So uh, the alignment is our number one, you know, does this podcast make sense? Does it align with our goals? Is it speaking to the proper audience? Is there, do they have, um, have they been recording for at least a year? You know, I mean, we, we do make exceptions occasionally, but we want somebody who's recording and publishing on a regular basis that are, are dedicated to, to their podcast. Uh, we look for, um, just different as much as we can, any sort of analytics around audience size, 
is the podcast, what, what channels is this being shared on? Is it shared on social channels? Uh, are the show notes solid? So all these things that kind of help us make the decisions of which podcasts we reach out to. I'm so grateful I made that cut. <laughs> <laughs> you sure did. <laughs> Yay. But it kind of justifies the work that goes into creating a weekly podcast when you have the ability to attract guests such as yourself. I'm going to, I'm just going to take a moment here and pat myself on the back if you don't mind. Thank you. You should, you should. It's hard work. Having a podcast is really hard work. And one, that's one of the big things that we look for is dedication. I think that there's a lot of people who jump into podcasting because it's trendy right now or because they think it's going to be fun. But the reality is if you're actually using it as a tool for your business, be that a personal brand or a corporate brand, it's, it is work. It is work. Yeah. It's the same as everything else. You have to actually show up and put the work in. Yeah, absolutely. It's a well done. Oh, thank you. Well, it's (laughs) a lot easier when you actually enjoy what you're doing. I never, I, I did not expect because I am not a talker by nature. I did not expect to enjoy podcasting as much as I have, but I have, I've really had the opportunity to meet some crazy cool people and have a chat. I mean, this is what technology should enable us to do. It should benefit our lives. Completely agree. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And I think that's, what's so cool about podcasts is that you do get to connect with people on a pretty intimate level, really. I mean, if you think about it, we, you know, podcast interviews are typically anywhere from 15 to 70 minutes. So that's a long time to really get to know someone and develop, start a relationship. It's like, it's like having a, you know, little meetup coffee date, um, just, yeah. you're just recording it. <laughs> so yeah. it's a, it's a really cool way to connect. Or you're just listening in on it. Or you're listening in. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yes. And you feel connected to That's the it. folks. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great audience builder if you have a brand that you're looking to build. And your LinkedIn bio says that you're a chaser of shiny things. <laughs> I'm wondering, do you think that podcasts are a shiny thing that are going to wear off? Like the shine is going to wear off or what do you think the future of podcasting is? Yeah, I, I know it's funny because I oftentimes reference I, well, I equate podcasts to blogs Mm -hmm. 15 years ago where everyone was like, oh, I'm going to start a blog. I'm going to start a blog and I'm going to make money. And I think that we're seeing kind of the same thing in the world of podcasts. And I, and I think that I don't, it's not going away. I think we are, we're used to it. I, the way that we live with AirPods in 90% of the time just constant input. We are, we are just audio based and, and as our world opens up again and we're, we're commuting just, it, you know, it's really easy to tap into audio. I think we're seeing, we're hearing and seeing that. So I don't think it's going away, but I do think we're going to get really particular about the quality of both the content 
and the audio. Yeah. So I think that's kind of the future and evolution of, of podcasting. I, I think because it's so saturated, I think our, we as consumers will be quick to move on. So you feel like it's going to become a more, there's going to be a more professional standard demanded of podcasters by the listeners. I do. I think so. I mean, I think we're, we are seeing that just in some of the different traditional, let's say um, like even television production that are moving into audio. Mm -hmm. So we're seeing more professionalism kind of entering the space of people who have been in media for a very long time and just transitioning into, to podcasts. And speaking of the big companies moving into podcasting. So recently Apple and Facebook have made some pretty big announcements about moving into this space and like with Apple creating kind of almost like a Patreon of their own, I I don't know how else to describe it, but like, you know, the ability to create paid content through Apple, what other trends do you think we're going to be seeing in Mm. podcasting? Yeah, I I think it's going to get a lot more sophisticated just even on the marketing side. I, it has been, it's been really difficult to track, first of all, like listenership downloads, especially if you're streaming on, on many platforms, it's hard to, to collect all that data and have like one, one stop for, for all the analytics. Yes. And also, you know, as a, as a paid media to be able to, let's say, build a media kit for, for potential advertisers and what is the ROI on that? And I think that things are going to get more sophisticated there. And I don't really know what that's going to be, but there needs, there's going to have to be something. It's like a, it's like the backlink, you know, for, um, for online advertising, there's going to have to be something there in the world of podcasts to really, attract big spend in advertising, I think. Yeah. And I'm not sure what that is. Yeah. I'm not sure either. I think there, I think there are a few companies that are working on behalf of podcasters to get advertising money, um, like through syndication and things like that. But then that to me kind of blurs the line between a podcast and say a radio show, you know? Yeah. I, yeah, yeah. I, I love your take on it. I love, I love hearing what you, how you feel about the changes coming in and perspective changes. Yeah. And I think something too, as consumers listeners of podcasts that uh, we may have to start being a little bit more critical of the content that we're consuming and we should be already. Yeah. But I think that podcasts have always, have always felt pure to me and I have this sense, I mean, it's already happening and it's just going to continue, but there are going to be companies that are going to be directing the content and more and more, and, you know, just have to be a little bit more careful about, you know, where the content's coming from. And, um, it just, I think it's going to just reach a different level of sophistication that it, that it hasn't yet. Yeah. Ready to pop the question. 
The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plushcare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. What do you love the most about what you do? Oh my goodness. Well, I feel like this as very much like public relations. So the, the best part of my job always is to get excited about what people are doing. Even if it's, uh, I had mentioned um, before we started the interview is I did some work in, in construction technology and agriculture and just some, it was like so fascinating to learn about things that I just, I didn't even, you know, these are all things that we see touch all, all day, every day, you know, we, we eat and we are um, living in infrastructure, but to, to see how everything's comes together from a different lens is incredible. And I get to do that all day with all of our clients and what they do is so fascinating to me. It's never boring. And, and you could tell me that something that it seems like the most boring and mundane, but I can find excitement and love thinking of different angles of, of ways that, that they have never thought of before of positioning themselves. So I think that that is my, it, that's the best part. And I do media training too, with our clients to, to prepare them for podcasts. So that's you know, that is one of the things that I enjoy most because it's just like an hour long brainstorm session and we get to kind of bounce ideas and prepare them for, to show up, to have fun and be their best. Randy, I feel like you were just pulling words from my head when you were talking. <laughs> Do you feel the same way? I, it was always so fun just to yes, dive just in. Learned so many things that you would never in a million years have even thought of seeking an opportunity to learn about. 
but you're there and you get to immerse yourself and twist it all around and look at it in different ways and see how you can use that to best suit your client and reach those goals. And I, I love the fact that you talk about goals because if anybody goes back and listens to any of my older episodes, I am like goal oriented. That is what you do. You have to have your goals and then you build, well, you know, you build your plan back. But yeah, I, I love that. And I love how listeners obviously cannot see this, but like your whole face is like, I love that. You know, like it's very genuine and very heartfelt and I, feel it. I love it. Yeah. And I think that's like when I wrote my LinkedIn bio that that is it. Like I, yes, I like, I love new ideas, but part of that fulfillment for me, the shiny object chaser is that I get to, I get to do that all day. I just get to hear and, and think about different business ideas. It's, it's really cool. That is brilliant, but there's gotta be something that you don't like about your work? Uh, Well, so we've grown very quickly and we are up to, we're at 16 employees. Oh, wow. And I am, I, it's not that I dislike management, but it's probably my, my least favorite activity that I do. And, and, And for, I mean, just like, I love having a team. I love building a culture, but you know, that's not always, that's not always sunshine and rainbows. So, um, I would say that that's probably my, um, on my least favorite activity list. Yeah. That's not what you got into business for. It's not, but it's just, it's part of the deal, right? It's part of the package, which I can't like, it's great. Like we're, we're thriving, we're growing and I love everyone on our team. Um, it's just not, that just isn't what, that's not what drives me. Is everybody based in Denver or do you have remote workers or how, how does the company work? Yeah. So the majority of our employees are here in Denver. We do have one in Pennsylvania. Uh, everyone is hybrid right now. We've, we have, you know, we're starting to open back up again and um, folks are getting vaccinated. And so we have, we have a few in the office, but the majority of, of our team is working from home, mm-hmm. which is have- a whole other thing that um, management. Is, has, yeah. And all, and managing well being too. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, it can be, it's just isolating and depending, depending on what your living situation's like, it just, you know, that's just a, it's just tough. Yeah, no, it is. And I'm just curious, do you think that podcasts would have had the growth that they've had at this time without something like the pandemic making everybody stay home? Yeah, uh, that's interesting because actually podcast listening decreased when the pandemic hit because people weren't commuting anymore. And that was one of the key times when people would tune in and listen to podcasts. And so I think in the very beginning, it will, the, um, you know, video kind of took a, took a huge rise again in in the beginning of the pandemic. So I think that shifted just a little bit, but it, but it did increase the number of folks who were interested in using podcasts as a tool to get in front of 
audiences to show their expertise. Because again, you know, as soon as a pandemic hit, events were done. Yeah. And that was, a, that was, you know, what a lot of people used as a way to get in front and to showcase their executives and, you know, those who have big ideas that are bringing to these large conferences. So, um, so it was, it was interesting to see that. And at the same time as when some of the big companies like Spotify, um, Google, like people started to go big on podcasts. So, um, you know, I think it's shifting and swinging back up um, the listenership, but for a while it did take a little bit of a hit. Hmm. What's the best advice that you've ever received? Hmm. Goodness, that's a great question. And not one that I was prepared to answer. I've had so many pieces of advice. Um, (laughs) It's funny. uh, My husband's business partner, she is now retired, but she was always full of these like great, just one-liners. She's from Kentucky. And she always said like, it's not a deal if you don't need it. So, which I've always, I've kind of held true to myself and, and everything that I do, just like it, you know, it's, if, if I don't need it, it's not, that's not a deal. So, um, that was like, it just, that one was funny to me more than anything. Um, I think, you know, knowing that there's going to be ups and downs and, um, things will pass, you know, I think that that was some of the better business, business advice that I received. Cause I think in the, in the moment it can feel like everything's collapsing in on you and just take a step back, take a breath and know that everything's going to be all right. Yeah, that's, that is some solid advice right there. (laughs) It's hard to do sometimes. Sometimes it's really hard to disentangle yourself to be able to step back or even to realize that you need to take a step back, but yes. solid advice. Yeah. And I'm curious now, what are your favorite podcasts or like, when do you listen to them? So I like to listen to some of our clients when they're on podcasts. So I, cause it's just, it's fun to hear them. Um, I have, I, but like what I listen to for pure enjoyment, I love I love murder mystery. <laughs> I'm a junkie. Yeah. So anything in that genre, I, st- I love this American life. I always have. Um, I tune into that. I listen to the daily stoic mm-hmm. there. I just, I have like my, I have my go-tos, but then I listen to, I mostly, I don't even really get to listen to podcasts for enjoyment anymore. I'm I'm well, it's enjoyment, but yeah. it's, but it's a diff- different kind of enjoyment. <laughs> I'm not listening to as many murder mystery podcasts and more, they're more business focused, which is great. Yeah. Occupational hazard. <laughs> it, is. it is. Yeah. But it's fun. And it's always fun to hear the, you know, to just, I feel like every episode I listen to that our clients are on, we've had clients with us that have been with us for over a year and have been on over 60 podcasts. Wow. Yes. Isn't that incredible? Oh, wow. That is really something. And so they obviously enjoy it. They love it. Yeah. They love it. And yeah. they're getting a return on their 
their time spent. Yeah. I, you know, I think in ways that they didn't even realize that they, that would come. I mean, a couple of our clients, you know, they're, they're pivoting and they're trying to figure out what is that, what is the next move and validating. So they'll go on a podcast and talk about an idea and then they'll get feedback from the listeners. So like validating an idea is something that I never even thought could be an outcome, but we've actually had quite a few of our clients that have said that that's like number one for them. Like they can go on a podcast, they can talk about this idea that they're thinking about transitioning their business into, and they'll get all sorts of feedback. People love giving feedback. So um, that was, I thought that was just really a cool outcome. That is, that's a really great use for a podcast. And I love the fact that they're brave enough to do that because I know some people like there's a real attraction to, oh, keep it to myself till I got it all figured out. But to be able to go out there and actually test it live with your your audience, it's fantastic. I wouldn't yeah. have thought of that either. That's great. I know. And there's something too with that. You know, I, I think that the more seasoned entrepreneurs that we work with, they're not afraid to share their ideas because they know how hard it is to get something off the ground. Yeah. That, you know, I think when you just, you have this idea that you think is like, so revolutionary that you hold it in tight until you have all the pieces together and then you put all the pieces together and then you realize no one wants it except you. Yeah. So I just, that's that's, devastating. It's devastating. And it comes with experience. Just been there, done that. You have to get validation on things. Otherwise it's, it's a useless product. And do you have any advice for entrepreneurs who are think of thinking about being a guest on a podcast? Like if you were, if you had one of the listeners in one of your media training sessions, what would be like the top piece of advice that you would give them? I would say have your, have some talking points ready and figure out a way to, to come to the interview. And, you know, obviously the podcast hosts, leads the conversation, but start the conversation with the power punch, like hook, hook listeners in, you know, get them in, in the beginning and then keep continue to pull people into the story. You know, can you throw a Starling statistic out that, that plays into your narrative? Can you tell a story that really connects with people that, that applies to what you're doing. You know, maybe you helped somebody that, you know, through this really traumatic time or, you know, something that kind of pulls at people's heartstrings a tiny bit, um, but then, but then pulls back to your, to your business and your core offering. So that's, that, that's really the advice that I give to all of our clients. Also like have a listen to, to a podcast episode of the podcast that you're going on. That yeah. Is key. That's <laughs> It's kind of nice to know who you're talking to before you talk to them, isn't it? It is. It is. Yeah. That way you're not caught off guard. Absolutely. And what if somebody wanted to work with Kitcaster as a business? How would they go about doing that? So we do have a inbound um, lead form on our website, Kitcaster. So it's K-I-T-C-A-S-T-E-R.com. 
And once you, once you hit that website, you can sign up for some more information, which will bring you to a 15 minute phone call with one of us, the Kitcaster team. So when we can talk through just what a campaign looks like, uh, we typically are working with our clients. We do a three month podcast tour initially where we were looking to book 10 podcasts in three months, 10 different podcast interviews. So um, that's really just kind of a nice starting place to get a good mm -hmm. feel for, you know, which genres work best. What do you, what do you enjoy, enjoy most before moving on to the next leg of the campaign? Very cool. And of course, I will absolutely link to that in the show notes. So anybody who is interested and didn't, um, didn't get a chance to write that down, it's in the show notes. And is there, is there anything else that I haven't thought to ask you that you, you really wanted to punch in with? I think we covered pretty much everything. I, I, you know, I think something that's really cool about podcasts is that it really just taps into humanity and you can have conversations, really good conversations. I think in a world that we all feel very, it seems to be more polarized than ever. Yeah. Coming together to have a, just a nice conversation with someone, even if they have opposing viewpoints, but you can find some common ground, I think is pretty incredible. I agree with you a hundred percent. And I really appreciate all the time that you've given me today. And I know that the people who are listening are going to get an awful lot of value out of what advice you've had for them. So thank you so much for agreeing to come on my podcast and for, for sharing your time and your wisdom. I, I really appreciate it. Thank you. I've really enjoyed this. This was wonderful. So wasn't Brandy a great guest? Now, if you like Brandy's advice on being an awesome podcast guest, you'll also want to grab my free checklist called How to Be an Amazing Podcast Guest. It answers your questions about making the most of the opportunity being on a podcast can be. Plus, some you didn't think to ask. So go on, because I know you want to rock your next guest spot. So head to www.janisfogarty.com forward slash how to be an amazing podcast guest. Thanks so much for listening this week. I invite you to sign up for my email list or join me in the Connections Coffee and Confidence community on Facebook. Those are the people who get first dibs on any classes or products I create and they benefit from the extras I can't get into in a podcast format. I also lovingly request that if you've enjoyed this podcast, you leave a review on Apple. When I see a new review, I get so excited, I almost spill my cappuccino froth. Almost. And if you're a woman entrepreneur who's ready to get serious about using the power of communications to grow your business, send me an email at Janice at JaniceFogarty.com. All my details are in the show notes. Thank you again for listening today, and I'll chat with you again next week.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.